Hello lovely people, welcome to 360 Monologues with me, your host, Tammy Thomas, founder of the 360 brand. 360 Monologues are, well, exactly what I say they are. They are monologues where I am sharing some musings, thoughts and insights with you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the monologues that I've shared so far. Your feedback has been really lovely. I really appreciate it and um, just makes you feel like I should continue. So here we are. Uh, Today, I have decided to talk about meeting your needs. It's something that I was talking about on my Instagram stories. Um, If you're connected with me on Instagram at live360, you may have um, seen me talking about them. Uh, But I was talking about meeting your needs because I was thinking about how many of us don't meet our needs and how that, our basic needs I'm talking about, and how that filters out into other areas. Um, So yeah, I wanted to chat with you about that. Um, I've made some notes, which I'll be referring to, uh, just to keep me on track because I can go off-piste very, very quickly. Um, And for this, I really delved into well, that's a bit of an exaggeration. I have generally really been delving into my social work textbooks and theories and pieces of work I've done previously, because I've been really thinking about how I can utilise what I learned in social work over my career that was like well, 13 plus years qualified, 15 plus years if you include my on-the-job training. But um, I was, I've really been thinking about how I can use the skills and tools and strategies and training and all the rest of it that I used in social work um, to share information and, I guess, help people um, in a manner that's practical and tangible. So here goes... Uh, So what I was thinking about is um, meeting basic needs, being like ensuring that a tree has firm roots. It's the stuff that gives you what you need to live your life rather than participate and spectate. So thinking about the tree, uh, if you've listened to me before um, on my interview podcasts or on social media, you might have heard me referencing nature because I think it's such a great reference point, especially as we tend to treat ourselves like machines rather than natural living, breathing entities that require a holistic approach. Um, So back to the tree. Um, At my last retreat uh, in February, my day retreat, the wonderful Lucy Sheridan facilitated a workshop. Um, And in this workshop, she read this poem called Good Timber. And I'm going to read it for you because I found it really profound and it really fits in with what I'm talking about today. Um, The poem is by Douglas Malloch. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And here goes. The tree that never had to fight for sun and sky and air and light, but stood out in the open plain, always got its share of rain, never became a forest king, but lived and died a scrubby thing. 
the man who never had to toil to gain and farm his patch of soil, who never had to win his share of sun and sky and light and air, never became a manly man, but lived and died as he began. Good timber does not grow with ease. The stronger the wind, the stronger the trees. The further the sky, the greater the length. The more the storm, the more the strength. By sun and by cold, by rain and by snow, in trees and men and women, good timbers, good timbers grow. Where the thickest lies the forest growth, we find the patriarchs, matriarchs of both. They hold counsel with the stars, whose broken bark branches show the scars of many winds of much strife, the common law of life. I'm just going to read the first paragraph again. The tree that never had to fight for sun and sky and air and light, but stood out in the open plain always and always got its share of rain, never became a forest king, but lived and died a scrubby thing. That for me was just like, wow, all these things that we experience in life, good, bad, indifferent, really do set us up. And we can withstand them with strong roots. So the thing to note here for me is that in order to have strong roots that create trees that are able to weather storms, bask in balmy climates and withstand arid conditions, meeting your needs and strengthening your roots is necessary and requires routine, patience and connectedness. It's not a one-off act you know, we live this insta life and we kind of dupe ourselves by all of this instant gratification that we do something once and whoop, that's it. But it requires routine and patience. Um, and at times it requires community. Here's me going off piste. But I watched this uh, a part, I didn't watch all of it. I watched a part of a documentary about trees and forests. And um, it was saying that... Um, trees communicate and support each other underground via their roots and it showed how other trees sent nutrients to trees that were lacking and in need of support during times of hardship during times of hardship even and that's what I mean by community going off piece even further on Sunday I spent some time with my friend Ash um, she is building a beautiful beauty empire. Uh, she has a salon in Portobello Road doing eyelashes and this and that called Slash Beauty. And she invited me along to have a conversation with her about um, how social media impacts beauty standards. And after we finished doing the Instagram Live, we were talking about business and friendship and life and whatever. And she was talking about friends of hers that have, you know, started a new business or doing things they like. And she said something that really caught me. I really liked what she said. She said, um, if they like it, I love it. And she was just talking about how she supports her friends when they're starting something to help them build momentum. And that is what community does. Um, for me, that's what I feel. That's, you know, I talk quite often about an ecosystem. That's what ecosystems do. Um, so like these trees that identified that one of their friends were lacking, they fed it with nutrients. Sometimes in order to meet our needs, we need to tap into our community. We need people to give us reminders, to give us a bit of a boost, because routine can be damn bloody boring, um, but it's really good for us. Um, so yeah, 
think that could be another monologue, uh, another topic for me to cover at another time. But back to what I'm saying is, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that nourishing your roots and meeting your needs requires consistency. And I'm not talking about creating anal checklists that prevent you from doing stuff. You know, like there are some people that can't leave their house unless they've meditated or whatever the case may be. I'm not talking about something that traps you. I'm talking about something that helps you feel grounded and anchored so that you can go off and do the things that you need to do. Something habitual that's not easy, but can be slotted into your day um, so that you are able to do the things that you really want to do because you're doing the things that you need to do. So, you know, what do basic needs look like? I was thinking about this quite a lot and I was thinking, how can I, what can I refer to? Not because I'm saying, oh, I need to refer to this because I don't have the knowledge within, but to be able to communicate this in a way that is understandable outside of my wacky brain. Um, So I went back to my social work and I was thinking about um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is a tool I used quite often with families to demonstrate why it's so important to meet basic needs, because it's really difficult to meet other needs if the basic needs aren't covered. So um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a psychological model that sets out um, human needs in five tiers in the shape of a pyramid. Well, it's often displayed in the shape of a pyramid and it's got your basic needs at the bottom. And as you go towards the top, it's got more um, needs that need to be realised for you to get to a point where you're self-actualising. So at the bottom, it's very basic needs physiological needs like food, drink, shelter, clothing, warmth, sex, sleep. Um, And then it goes on to safety, so protection from the elements, um, security, order, law, stability, um, the things that make us feel safe so that we can go out into the world and do what we need to do. Then there's love and belonging, which is quite a social um, aspect which involves feelings of being belong feelings of belonging, uh, the need for interpersonal relationships, friendships, giving and receiving love and affection, intimacy, um, you know the kind of intimacy that comes from trusting relationships, um, and then there is um, at the top um, esteem and self actualization. So that's self esteem, you know, dignity having a sense of achievement, having a sense of pride, being able to do things independently and also being valued by others. Um, And according to Maslow, the needs lower down the hierarchy, so the physiological stuff and the safety kind of stuff, um, Maslow felt that those things needed to be satisfied to a good enough standard. Well, before he was saying that those things need to be satisfied full stop. But then later on, he reviewed his work and decided that those things needed to be realised to a good enough standard most of the time for you to be able to work your way up the pyramid and get to the point where you're self-actualising and living a life that you want to, growing, you know, when people talk about growth mindset, so you're able to do the things that you want to do and thrive, not just living in survival. And I was thinking about myself, about the women I come across, how often 
do you meet your needs? Let's, let's just think about food, sleep and sex. How often are you meeting those needs? How often are you making sure that you're eating well? How often are you making sure that you are sleeping enough? How often are you prioritising, you know, if you're in a relationship, how often are you prioritising sex? Like, these are things that I hear women often talking about neglecting. So as a social worker, I repeatedly saw families failing to even survive because they were unable to meet their basic needs consistently. And whilst that may seem like a stark comparison, I'm not trying to say that anybody's out here neglecting themselves or others to that degree, but I'd like you to think about how not meeting your needs impacts you. You know, the slack of the lack of sleep, not drinking enough water, piling up that to-do list, if you're in a relationship, not doing all of these things, so then you're too tired to have sex. You are not being physically active. You're eating what you can grab on the go. You might not even be eating enough. Like, how does that show up in your life? For me, I know that is being irritable, forgetting things, moaning, moaning, feeling overwhelmed, being distracted, falling into comparison. The list goes on. Procrastination. Hmm. Procrastination. So after talking about this on Instagram, and I'm aware that there are exceptions, like one of my friends on Instagram shared with me that she's unable to meet some of her basic needs because she has an enduring chronic illness. So I'm not talking about things like that. I am aware that, you know, there are many people impacted by illnesses and situations that mean that they cannot. But I'm talking about the vast majority of women that gravitate towards me who are able to meet their basic needs, but somehow don't. And when I talked about this on Instagram stories, the thing that kept coming up was um, women who were not prioritising themselves. And, you know, the people that are attracted to me, the people that I engage with on a regular basis, they are in a position to go right up to the top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, where you're self-actualizing, we're doing the things that we want, we're living our dreams, but quite often we don't. And it's really hard, especially as we live in a capitalist society, a capitalist, patriarchal, racist society, um, which continues and grows based on making us or creating environments where we feel inadequate, because then we go and buy stuff. Then we, you know, feel like we need all this stuff. We'll go and buy the dress, the shoes, the lip gloss, the the moisturiser, and, you know, live quite externally and remain there, fueling the capitalism, all the rest of it. So I was thinking, life and this could be less arduous if we slow down a little and ensure that we are covering our basics. Without this, as I mentioned just now, we just hurtle into overwhelm and chaos Coincidentally, this weekend, Steph Douglas, founder of the beautiful gift service, Don't Buy Her Flowers, 
shared a blog um, a blog post about feeling overwhelmed. Um, I contributed to this blog post alongside some other wonderful women, including Emma Svanberg, who is a clinical psychologist. And um, I'm going to read an excerpt from this blog post. It says, and I'll link it in the um, show notes. Emma told me, by the time we get to overwhelm, we're often way past the point of exhaustion. And this is now quoting Emma. Our expectations of ourselves are often far beyond what is realistic and achievable. We congratulate ourselves on meeting our high standards and then berate ourselves when inevitably it all gets too much. It means we're often out of balance and unkind to ourselves when doing doing too much has an impact. And Steph writes, the only option is to take some stuff out. But taking stuff out, this is me now, taking stuff out means dismantling the notion that our output equals our value. If we take some stuff out, we have more time to be mindful and check in with ourselves about whether or not we are meeting our needs. And speaking about value, when I raised the topic of meeting basic needs on my Instagram stories, the responses I got were all underpinned by not valuing ourselves and then, you know, not valuing ourselves as we are and then being in a position where we compromise our needs in favour of doing more stuff so that we can feel valuable. I hope I'm making sense here. So it's things like, how many times have you been doing a piece of work and you're bursting for the loo, but you don't go because you just want to finish this sentence, then you just want to finish this paragraph, or you're doing something and you think, I'm just going to quickly do one more thing and then I'm going to get a drink. And then the next thing you know, one thing has led to another, led to another, and you've had like four hours without having a drink. That sort of stuff happens really often. And then there's the other piece where we start ram jamming the to-do list and trying to do, trying to set ourselves up to do loads of stuff, then being frozen by that to-do list and sitting in procrastination And then that procrastination leads to berating yourself because you haven't done the things that you set out to do and then you feel like you're not enough. If you are connected to what your needs are, maybe you'll say no more. You won't ram jam that to-do list. You'll have the drink of water because it makes a difference. Like I know for sure when I drink an adequate amount of water, I sleep better I am more energetic, my brain function is better. Um, There was something that I was reading, some this uh, study, and I know that when there are studies and research, there's all this information that supports it, and then there's loads of information taking it apart. But there were quite a few things that I was reading that said, for example, even being mildly dehydrated, um, I think it was something like even being as much as 2% dehydrated can impact your brain function by 14%. That's huge. So, you know, when you're not meeting your needs and you're not checking in with yourself and you're not doing the things that provide you with the basics you need, you end up living outside rather than living within, within you don't put yourself in the center. You are not having a 
position in the middle of your life so you're able to observe your fullness, your 360 degrees. Um, you're, you're not in a position where you're able to nourish, back to the nature analogy, your roots to anchor you so that you're able to do the things that you really want to do. So this week, I invite you to write a list of the things you need to feel anchored and grounded and have a look at your diary to see where you can make space for this. This may include saying no and cancelling things. International Women's Day, I cancelled things. I was tired. I knew that if I went prancing around to these things that I'd been invited to, I would have felt depleted. And I didn't want to head into my weekend feeling depleted. Um, So I just didn't go. That was me meeting my needs. Uh, You can do things like use your calendar and your phone. Come on, let's face it, your phone is everywhere you are. To put reminders in every hour to have a drink of water. Bloody well, go to the toilet when you need to. When you need to. Um, Last week, uh, I think it was last week, Lanice Brothers, who is on Instagram as Eat Love Move, she is a nutritional therapist and women's hormone specialist. She was talking about ways that we can live a less sedentary life. And she was talking about things like um, when you're on the phone, um, taking a phone call, especially if you're like me and you work from home or you're working in, in an office environment or something where you're sitting at a desk a lot. She suggested standing up during phone calls. I went one further. During phone calls, I would walk around the room so that I am keeping mobile. So I'd invite you to do something like that. Um, And also, I would invite you to sign up for my Friday Feels on a Monday playlist, where every Monday morning, I send a quotation that is quite uplifting, and um, a link to my Spotify playlist, where I share Generation X inspired music for you to wake up a little bit earlier whack on the playlist, have a bit of a kitchen rave before you start your day, I am sure that it will really boost your day. Um, And the other thing, which makes me feel a little bit like, to say, because I find it so boring, but meal plan... I know, I know, I know. I don't mean the kind of meal plan where you're eating the same food every day. How do people do that? You know when you see these videos like on Instagram or Facebook or whatever and people are dishing up their food for the week and it's like every day chicken breast, carrots, broccoli. I'm like, fam, don't you get bored? But meal planning, you could do things like bulk cooking. I used to bulk cook a lot when my daughter was younger and we went to lots, she had lots of different extracurricular activities because it just made things easier. I would take something out of the freezer in the morning and whack it in the oven in the evening. I, I was definitely one of those people. It's a very immigrant parent thing to have like a chest freezer, but chest freezers make all the difference. Um, but yeah, do some things where you are able to plan meeting your needs. Now, what I know to be true, what I know for sure, Oprah voice, um, is that when I make a good effort to meet my needs, life feels peaceful, everyday joy is everywhere, and I can really tap into the abundance that's all around me.
Um, so yeah, that's my spiel on, uh, excuse me, sorry, a sneeze came. That is my spiel on, um, meeting your needs. Uh, I hope that it will encourage you to try and be a bit more mindful about meeting your needs. And um, this week, I am going to be shouting out, well, I'm not going to be, I'm actually doing it. I am shouting out, I am bigging up, I am celebrating Lucy Sheridan. Uh, Not just because she facilitated a damn brilliant workshop, Compassion Over Comparison, at my last day retreat on the 9th of February, it was. The next one is on the 9th of June. I will put a link in the show notes if you're interested in coming along. Um, But Lucy, she is just one of the, I'm actually very fortunate to have quite a few of these sorts of people around me. But Lucy, she's just a real special one. Do you know what? I think that um, our souls met before. I'm being a bit funny because um, my computer has just closed and I'm having to log back in, but it's still recording, so I'll keep going. Yeah, I really, I just, I don't know, I just feel really connected with her and I met her for the first time after chatting with her for so long on social media at my day retreat and when we hugged, it just felt like home. She shares information so widely and generously. She really champions other people. I'm often seeing her share things that other people are doing she doesn't have to do that she just wants to um I don't know for sure but I don't even think people are sliding into her dms and saying Lucy please could you share she just does because just just the sort of person she is and um listen she's the real deal yeah so Lucy is the world's first and probably only well the only one worth knowing no shade, no tea, um, comparison coach. And uh, this lady was on the Oprah Winfrey show. If you've been around me and I've talked about Lucy before, you've heard me say that. And I'm really giving you West African mum vibes, like showing off about their child's accolades, but I can't help it. Lucy was on the Oprah Winfrey show, on the Oprah Winfrey show, get my teeth back in, just chatting away to Oprah and Ianna Van Zant about comparison, how it shows up and what you can do about it. Um, you know, she's like proper. And um, I'd like to mention, she hasn't asked me to do this. It's not hashtag ad or hashtag spawn or whatever nonsense we're going on with. But she has got a comparison classroom session on Wednesday. It's a virtual classroom where she shares gems, truth bombs and practical guidance about managing various things usually around comparison um and how you can just get a grip on it it's never going to disappear but you can contain it um and the next one that lucy is running is on this wednesday the 13th of march i'm going to put a link to it in my show notes do check it out um and book a place if you feel move to um and if you're not connected with lucy already do check her out on instagram that's where she hangs out most at lucy sheridan again i will link that in the show notes um so yeah uh that's it 27 minutes and 28 seconds 29 seconds i think i've i think i've covered this monologue um but before i go i am going to share an affirmation with you. Um, it's an affirmation that I wrote 
it could be an affirmation that's elsewhere, I don't know, but in some work that I was doing with myself, um, I was thinking about, do you know what, I'm not even going to go into that because I'm just going to extend for God knows how long, but the affirmation is, my playfulness is my vitality. So, as well as me inviting you to write a list of things you can do to meet your needs and diarise them, I also invite you to consider how you can be or how you can create space to be playful this week. Okay, that's it. That's all. I'm out. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to 360 Monologues. I appreciate your time. This podcast is produced by me, Tamu Thomas. Podcast music produced by James Anderson. If you like what you've heard, please like, rate and review because all of that helps me reach a wider audience. I appreciate your time. Take care.